February 27th, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 through chapter 2, verse 11. There was a certain man of Ramathiam Zophim, of the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuph, an Ephrathite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man used to go up year by year from his city to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests of the Lord. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave a double portion, because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it went on year by year. As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore Hannah wept and would not eat. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? After they'd eaten and drunk in Shiloh, Hannah rose. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And Eli said to her, How long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favour in your eyes. Then the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they went back to the house at Ramah, and Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And in due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Samuel. For she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. The man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, as soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him, 
so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and dwell there forever. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you've weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. And when she'd weaned him, she took him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine. And she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who is standing here in your presence praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart exults in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord. There is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who are hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness, for not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, and the boy was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli the priest. Waiting on the Lord, Ryan Kelly. Many Psalms speak of waiting on the Lord. That phrase isn't found in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 through chapter 2, verse 11, but the idea is scattered throughout. Hannah, of course, is waiting on the Lord for a son, but she is in many ways representative of all the godly in Israel amid troubled, spiritually barren days. 
The ending verse of Judges sums up both the sinful chaos of Israel at the time and the anticipation of what might be around the corner in God's redemptive plan. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Judges chapter 21 verse 25. There was no righteous rule among the people, and yet a righteous ruler was something God had promised long ago. As 1 Samuel begins, we are just barely introduced to Israel's current leadership, Eli the priest and his two sons. It is not until later, in chapter 2, that we learn of the sons' gross wickedness and their father's weak passivity. These are dark days. Thus, we also hear of God's coming judgment on this worthless priesthood. God will tear down before he builds anew. Back to Hannah and her son Samuel. As 1 Samuel unfolds, we find out that it isn't Samuel who will be the long-awaited promised king of Israel, but he will be integral to these transitional days as God brings low and exalts and raises up the poor from the dust to make them sit with princes, chapter 2, verses 7 to 8. This, from Hannah's prayer, seems unusually grand and far-reaching for the occasion. But even more than thanking God for a miraculous son or an end to barrenness, Hannah envisioned God's coming judgment and salvation. She foresaw that God will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed, chapter 2, verse 10. Not coincidentally, that's almost identical to how 2 Samuel draws to an end. King David exults, Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 51. Hannah waited on the Lord. In his timing and in his way, God began to bring his promises to pass. Of course, such grand promises awaited even further fulfillment almost a thousand years later in David's greater son, Jesus. That's why Mary praised God in similarly grand and far-reaching ways when she received news of her miraculous child. And yet, still today, God's people must again wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will come again to bring all of God's promises to their full and final completion. Wait on the Lord. 